Good evening. It is 8.40. We're ready to get started. Today, we're going to be learning Daf Gimel Amud and as well Daf Dalet. Um, some Givalda Gemaras in Lamdus. A lot of the, uh, the a lot of the beginning blot of this Masechta are very meaty with Lamdus. We're only going to raise the questions. We have no time to dig in, especially tonight with the blot and a half. We're right now starting about six lines from the bottom on Daf Gimel Amud On Shabbos, we learned about uh, the Machlokas, Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel. And we learned that they have a double machlokas. They have a machlokas about what is the minimum shear of a sukkah. Is it rosh over rubo? Or is it rosh over rubo v'shochano? Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai, respectively. And then we saw another opinion that we didn't dig into, which was the shita of Rebbe. And Rebbe says that a sukkah has to be a minimum footprint of four by four. Okay, now here comes the lambdas. The Gemara wants to know, is this four by four requirement of Rebbe that the footprint of the sukkah should be four by four. Is that similar to the din of a bias? We know that a mezuzah ledugma has to be in a room that's four by four. So this is how the Gemara phrases the question, Gimel Amadal of six lines from the bottom. Man tana lahadutana rabbanan. Who is the one? Who is the tana who agrees to the following? Bayis she'in bo arba al arba. Arba amos al arba amos. If you have a house that is less than four by four, so then, pater mina mezuzah, as mentioned, we know the Torah has a requirement that you have to put a fence on your roof, but that's only true if it has a din of a bias. If your house is three by three, it's not a house, and therefore it's not subject to the rules of makkeh. Under the circumstances when a house would, in theory, get a nega, not shaya. There is no nega by a house that's less than four by four because it's not a house. In a place that's mukaf arichoma. If, if it's a city that's surrounded by walls, if you sell your house, there's a built-in one-year ability to, to go back on your contract, to renege on your contract. However, if the house is less than three by three, that law does not apply. Next, two lines from the bottom. Remember the Pesukim in Sefer Dvarim. Eber Mitzvah Parsha speaks about this. You buy a new house, you go off to war. No, 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 no. Someone else might, might make a Chanukah Sabayas in your house. If you, that's not right, so we send you home. Doesn't apply if your house is less than four by four. You're not allowed to make an Erev in that house. In order to carry in a Mavu, again, it's less than four by four. As well, you can't even put an Erev in this whole mission of this whole, is it a Mishnah? The whole Brisa here is speaking specifically about a house that's less than four by four. None of these halachos apply. None of them apply. If you're trying to extend your tchum, so we know that tchum Shabbos, you get 2,000 amos. And if you have another house somewhere in a conveniently located, you can extend. No, it doesn't work for that either because it's not big enough. And lastly, brothers who earn a Yerusha and Shutbin who are splitting in business partnership, if the house is less than four by four, it is not split. So what's the Gemara's question? Who's the author of that? What's the lumdus? This this Bryce has nothing to do with, with sukkis at all. It's all, only about bias. Is, is this a house or not? So if it's less than four by four, it's not a house. So maybe says the Gemara, Lema Rebihi. Gimel Amid Base three lines down. Maybe Lema Rebihi Maybe it's Rebi who says that a sukkah is four by four, and just like a sukkah is four by four and a bias is four by four, perfect. Perfect. We know exactly what we're talking about. And now we can say that Abayas and Sukkah are the same. And the Rabbanan, who say that the Shir is super small, Rosh of Arubo Vishulchano, no, they don't agree with this Mishnah. So that's the, the Lamdashir question. Do we say that the four by four Shir of Abayas and Rebbe's four by four Shir of a Sukkah are connected? Yes or no? Says the Gemara, they're not connected. Third line down. Afilu Tamar Rabbanan, no. No, even the Rabbanan would agree to everything in the list that we just saw. No mezuzah, no ma'ke why? Because as follows. 
Third line down, Gimel on the base. Adkan lo kamri rabbanon elo leinyan sukkah. The only reason they had such a small shear by sukkah, you're talking Rosha Berubah Shulchano, is because sukkah the diras arayi. It's meant to be temporary. Aval lagabe be'abayis the diras kevahu afidu rabbanon modu di ispe dalad al dalad amos dairi be'inchi. When it comes to a house, that's a place where people live. Even the minimum standard in our culture is a mobile home. Still four by four. People live in them. Their houses, though. And there's a difference between that which is temporary and that which is permanent. Four by four for a house is a minimum. So therefore, says the Gemara, no. You're trying to make an equivalence between the world of sukkah, where Rebbe has the footprint of four by four as the minimum, and the world of bias, where we know for sure it's four by four. Maybe they're one in the same. No, they're not one in the same. They're not one in the same. Now, for the rest of the page, we're going to analyze the Bryce that we just learned about bias. So what we're learning for the next 25 lines has nothing to do with Hilchos Sukkot at all. Nothing. Not even with Masechah Sukkah. It's a tangential conversation from the Brisa that we just bought to ask the larger question of whether or not bias and Sukkah are on the same uh, playing field. Omar, Mar, seven lines down. We said, The first five halakos that we learned there. What, what does that have to do? Why, why are they excluded if the house is less than four by four? My time. But because the bias, the word bias is in all of those psukim. All of them have that word in there. So therefore, by definition, a bias, which is at its minimum, there's no such thing as a bias that's less than four by four. Therefore, all of these first five halachos in the Bryce that we learned on the bottle of, of Gimel Amidalev, all of them have the din of a bias, four by four. Therefore, if you have, you're less than that, all the halachas fall away. So it's not shayach anymore. It's not a house. Next, 10 lines down. We said all of these halachos as well. These were halachos six, seven, and eight that we learned in our mission on the previous page. Why am I time? Because this is not a place where people live. No one rents. I, I traveled once. I stayed in this hotel. I didn't realize how small it was. Can't remember the name of the place. I walked into the room. It was It was a jail cell. It was like 10 feet by six feet. I turned around, I walked right out and I went to another hotel. It was, it was an hotel room. There was a bed and there was a bathroom. In New York, they have them. That's exactly where it was in. And I'm like, Shabbat Shalom. Thank you, OU, for getting me another hotel room. I'm not staying here. And I went somewhere else. Okay, sorry. sorry. My bosses are watching, I apologize. Previous, bo previous boss, for everyone who's watching. Says the Gemara, next, Eruvi Chatzeros. We said that for a Ruve Chatzeros, that's the type of error that allows us to carry here. Ein manichimbo, that's not allowed. Aval shitu, when it comes to shitu mavuos, to carry in a mavui, a mavui is a place into which a number of Chatzeros dump into. So in that place, that we would say, yes, manichimbo, you're allowed. Why are they different? Why isn't Eruv Chatzeros and shitu mavuos different? My taima, because one third of the way down, the logara mechatzer shevim mavui. Because when it comes to shitu mavuos, that's no worse. The mavui itself is no worse than it, the, the chatzar in a mavui is no worse than this small house, which is less than four by four. How do we know this? It's not because the Mishnah writes. Eruve chatzeros bechatzer. When it comes to Eruv chatzeros, you can put the Eruv inside a chatzer. And shituve mavui the mavui. And you can put the, the, you can put the, the Eruv of the shituve mavuos in the mavui. Asks the Gemara in analysis, when we, when we analyze this mitzvah, I don't know, this, uh, this uh, halacha, I don't understand. Eruve chatzeros bechatzer. You're not allowed to put the Eruv in a Chatzar, but none. Which is a small room. Two different types of porches. And they're in a Chatzar. 
So we see that your line that you just said, one line above of Eruv, uh, Eruv Shar, uh, what the line was, Eruv Echatseros, that you can put it Bechatser, that's not true. In fact, someone who lives in that space, they don't even cause a problem if they're not part of the Eruv. Normally the rule is that everyone needs to be part of the Eruv. But here, not everybody's part of the If you live in that space, you're fine. You don't ruin it for everybody else. No, that's totally fine. So then the Gemara says, you're absolutely correct. And we're missing a word. We learned this, Sugim Masechus Erevin. And says the Gemara halfway down, Ela you're right. The Mishnah should have said, Eruvi Chatseros, Babai It can't be in a Chatser, it has to be in a house. Good. What's the second part, which applies to our, our question? That you have to put into a Chatser that's within the Mavui. The high, and this very small house of ours, is the Logarame Chatser Shebem Mavui. And there's no difference at all. So that says the Gemara is why we make a distinction between Eruvi Chatseros and Shitupe Mavuos. Says the Gemara, what about the next halach on that Mishnah? You're not allowed to use it to connect two cities. It's not even like the little hut that a security guard would work in. It's a zero. My time up because at least a Borgenin, it's usable. You're there for it to be a security guard. Great. It's small. Security booths are small. That's fine. But the high, when you have a house, you're calling it a house. That's not shy. The whole house is. is a dollar, a dollar, almost a six by six. It's tiny. That's not a house. That is not a house. Good. Next, let's talk about the last piece of the, the brysa from the bottom of Gimel on the base. We said that when there are brothers who earn a Yerusha or Shutfin who are in business together, we said that they're not allowed to be whole, like they can't split a house. That is this shear of less than four by four. So Gamar makes it to you. Time the less by dollar amos. The reason why is because the house wasn't dollar amos. However, Ah, beautiful. So if it was five amos by five amos and you're in partnership with someone or two brothers have a Yerusha, we should say that they're, they should be cholik, right? The father says, I've left you a house. What? In ownership. They sell it and they, they'll split the worth. Or yes, one lives on one half, one lives on the other, one way or the other. But says the Gemara, in diuk form, it seems to be that this halacha, because our, what was our whole Bryce talking about? Anything that's less than four by four. Okay, this one's five by five. So now the Aachen and the Shutman should split. No, they can't split. No, it's not. Ten lines from the bottom. Each of them need Dalad Amos. So your Diuk from our Mishnah, our Bryce on the bottom of the previous page said four by four is the minimum shear for a house. Oh, and therefore the brothers can't split. But if it's more than four, that's the Diuk, they should be able to split. Does Gemara no? That Diuk is totally wrong because a separate Mishnah teaches us that each person has to be able to get that's much more. So if you have a four by four and another four by four, each person gets 16 square feet. That's insufficient because all we have here is five by five, which is 25. It's not enough. It's not enough. So then what do we do with this? Says the Gemara. Ella, you're right. Ema, the language needs to be changed. We're really not talking about the house. We're talking about outside that house in the Chatzar. And this is a machlokas in the Amorai. To Amor the, the actual outdoor space within a chatzer is divided in a Yerusha or in a Shutfis based on how many doors there are. So Rashi here brings a case where what, there's one large house and three small houses. And according to Rav Huna, you, one person gets uh, one section because he has one door in a larger house and another person gets three sections because he's got three, he's got three doors. Rav Chizda says no. Rav Chizda amar no sin l'chol pesach u pesach arba amos. Every doorway gets ex, uh, explicitly four amos. The hasha'ar cholken also b'shavah, very, very different. 
right? So the two shitas are very different here. When there's a house and it's supposed to last for, forever, great. But hi, this tiny house that we're discussing, this very, very small house, which is less than Dalad al Damid, Dalad, Dilemistarkai says it's going to be destroyed. That's not a normal house. We assume that the house won't last, it's too small. Lo Yahavin on the then it will not get a chater. Now, all of this again was a tangent, nothing to do with El Sukkah. Summary up until this point is the Lamdash question only, which is whether or not we make an equation between the Dalad al Dalad requirement of a bias to the world of sukkah where Rebbe holds that the footprint of a sukkah needs to be Dalad al-Dalad. And seemingly from the Gemara in Lamdus, we do not connect the two worlds. They're totally separate. And then we went through each minor sukkah, the psukim, and therefore excluded, whatever the case may be, all of the preclusions therein. And now let's get back into our discussion that we started with, which is what happens when there is a sukkah that has an inside void of 20 amos. So we said in our mission, it's not kosher. Great. Let's talk about some practical solutions. Two lines from the bottom, Gimel on the base. What if we raise the floor of the sukkah in order to make the void less than 20 amos? Clever idea. You got your sukkah at 22 amos. Okay, it's too tall. You go into the house. You're like, listen, it's sukkah. I don't have a sukkah right now. And I need a sukkah. So I'm going to go take my comforters and my pillows. And I'm going to lay them out on the bottom until the void is less than 20 amos top to bottom. Says the Gemara, great solution, right? No, it's not a great solution. Lo have a mute, says the Gemara. That doesn't work at all. Top of Dalad Amad why? Even if you nullify them and say, I'm leaving them here forever, I'm never going to move them, says the Gemara. We don't care. We have a rule in my house no feet on the furniture when you're wearing shoes on. Should be an obvious rule, but I have to repeat it regularly, as I'm sure we all probably do. Why? Because that's gross. All of a sudden, you're going to take your blankets and pillows and put them on the floor of your sukkah and everyone's going to trip. No, you might want that, but you're a yachid. In order to be able to minimize the void of the 20 amas sukkah by adding up from the bottom, we have, a, we have a formula. You need to add things to the bottom that are normal to add and you need to do bittal. Now, what does that mean? It means that this is done for. I'm leaving it there. And here's another example the Gemara gives. Second line. Tevin, if you have straw, that's normal to put on the ground. Ubitlo, uh, that's our formula. Tevin ubitlo, it's something normal to go on the ground. And you umavatalit, what's the din? Have a mute. Perfect. Now your sukkah's kosher. You did a great job. And then the kolshikain afar ubitlo, all the more so if you take dirt, right? We see, we're seeing a hierarchy here. The weird things, pillows and uh, blankets, and that's out, right? You got to die, but let's go them. Tevin is straw, more normal, definitely more normal. Uh, and therefore fine. And dirt is even uh, even more obvious than that. The kol shikane says, great. Now let's get into the murky questions here. What if you have the right materials, but you are not mavatalit, and you put it at the bottom of your sukkah? Does that count for minimizing the void of 20 amos into 19 amos? Says the Gemara, third line, Tevin. let's say you put down straw. The ain't asi lefanoso. You have no intention on removing it. However, you did not perform bittel, not bittel, Pesach bittel. You were not mevatel that to stay there. You knew it was going to stay there, but you didn't say out loud, this is going to stay there. And then the Afar Stam, and even the more obvious cases, Afar, what do we do? That's a machlokas or biosi v'rabbanu. That's not simple. So now we have the right material, but we're missing bittel, machlokas in the Tanaim. We have the right materials and that it's not pillows and blankets. It's Teben and it's Afar, but... We don't know exactly what your intentions were when you put down the tevin in the offer. Do we say that you, okay, I want it to be there forever, but do you have to do bittel verbally? Yes or no? That's a machloka, says the Gemara. 
What does the Mishnah say? Fourth line, Ditznan, the Mishnah writes within the Simaseches Erevin. Let's say there was a mason house. This is a, the case is a, a side case, but let's say there's a mason house. You're trying to minimize the, the movement of Tuma. So you, you jam filled the house with, with objects. You put in um, straw and you put in pebbles and you do bitl the halachas What's the deal? Says the Tanakhama. Bitlo in lo bitlo lo. Only if your mevatel does it count. Let's bring that back to our case. With the tevin that you put there, but you are not mevatel verbally, nothing doing until you actually do the bitl with the tevin and you layer it. I don't care how tall it is, five amos, whatever it is. And now, you're, now your sukkah is only, it doesn't make a difference. Tanakam holds, if you're not mevatel the tevin that you put on the bottom of your sukkah, even if you never intend to move it, the halacha is that it is not batel. And it doesn't count in your sukkah, still not kosher. The Tani Allah, however, we have a brisa that follows up on this Mishnah with a machlokas. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Teven ve'ein asid lefanoso. You have Teven. You don't ever intend on moving it. And you did not do bitl. Harehu ke'afar stamu batel. So that's the machlokas. Rabbi Yossi was of the opinion that if you put down the Teven and you planned on leaving it there and you didn't say a word, still good to go. It's obvious. It's like, oh, come on. I knew what your intentions were. This is always the case. Do we have to be explicit? Do we not have to be explicit? This comes up all the time in halacha. So that's why over here, that's the machlokas that we have here. Um, and uh, it's, that, that remains the machlokas of Rabbi Yossi, who says, the And the last case, if you have dirt and you plan to remove it, dirt should be the, the easiest one because dirt and dirt are, it's dirt. But what if you intend on removing it? For the next eight days, I'm going to put in two feet of dirt, an ama of dirt, whatever it is, to make sure that my sukkah is now kosher. But on the ninth day, the day after Yantip, I'm removing it. And then the void is going to again be over 20 amos. Says the Gemara, that doesn't work either. So all of this was approach number one to try and solve the, the problem of the sukkah that's too tall by raising the floor. Let's try approach number two. Ten lines down. Here we go. Okay, very good. It's still, it's too tall. But the hutsin yordin besoch kaf ama. But there are branches that are falling into the sukkah, into the twenty ama void. They go down to the nineteenth ama, whatever is they're hanging down into the void. So listen to what the Gemara says: Im tilson meruba mechamson. If that which is hanging down, if it's tilson meruba mechamson, if it's thick enough that in and of itself it could count as schach, then the halacha is ksheira. The sukkah is kosher. Very good. Oh, so this is what the Gemara says. So you have your sukkah. You have a layer of schach on the top that's perfect. And hanging down from, when we were little kids, uh, we did. Uh, we had the greens. We had the, the greens. They smelled great. And they would hang into the sukkah a little bit. Now, if all of the hanging material was so thick that without the top layer, just the hanging layer could actually function as schach, then you are totally fine. Basically, you have a very thick layer of schach. It's not just the top layer. It's thick. And therefore, your sukkah is kosher because your, your schach is now not above 20 amos. It's dipping into the 20 and you're good to go. However, if it's not that way, namely if it's the reverse, if the schach that's hanging in is not silsan merubim chamsan, but chamsan merubim mitzilsan, it's not very thick. So then under those circumstances, it is puzzle. Now the Gemara tries to make a tzushtal. Remember the other day, we learned what the minimum height of a sukkah is, which was 10 tfachim. So it says the Gemara as follows. The most, the shortest possible minimal shear. It's only 10 tfachim tall. The hoots in Yordan Yud. And within the 10th Vachim, it's still the branches are falling in. It's 40 inches. 
You're crouched on the ground to start with, and now there's branches hanging in your head in your soup. What do you do? So says the Gemara, Savar Abai, he's like, I got a Savar. Savar Abai, the Maymar, as follows. Remember, like we said above, that only if that which is hanging is Silsan Meruba Mechamsan is so thick, that's when it lowers the height of the sukkah. But what about the reverse? We said if there's more uh, sunlight than shade, then it doesn't count. So he, he wanted to argue that Imchamsan Meruba Mitzilsan Kshera, that it doesn't ruin it. If that which is hanging into the already very, very low sukkah is not thick, and that layer that's within the ten Tvachim is Chamsan Meruba Mitzilsan, it should still be a kosher sukkah because that's halachically not schach. Oh, so says the Gemara, good svara, but incorrect. Amarle Rabba, one third of the way down, ha dira srucha hi adam darba dira srucha. No, if you have branches hanging into your sukkah that's only 10 tvachim tall, the whole sukkah is puzzle. It's not puzzle me dina, but it doesn't have the din of a sukkah because it's a, it's a, it's a dira srucha. Nobody lives, it's nebach, it's a nebach sukkah, and it doesn't count. Good. Next. One third of the way down, right by the pictures, and we're going to use the pictures. Does everyone have pictures in their gemara? And okay, just making sure. I know the Ozbahadar has one. Okay, here we go. It literally means srucha, like means gross, but it's uh, it just means it's not a place where people live. It's uh, it's not mechubad. It's not a, it's not a nice place to live. So he would say it's not kosher even when the sukkah is down. It's not right, and even and it's chamsam and silsam. That's right. Still not be a kosher. He would take away the mitzvah. We would need the Rishonim to explain his argument because technically speaking, it should be kosher. Right. And is the argument of Dira Srucha a psul? Or is the argument of Dira Srucha is that it's not mechubad? Because Abayi's lamdus is right. Abayi's lamdus is that, no, it's just like the 20 Amosukha that you said was still, was still problematic because it was such a thin layer. The lamdus of, of Abayi makes sense. And the answer, the answer of Rabba is very complicated. And it seems just the way the Rambam has his notations here is that we paskin like Rava, but I didn't look into the Rishonim here. Good question. Another attempt to lower the, to lower the 20 Amma void. And you built a block. It's like, it looks like a built-in bench, as you can see from the, from the pictures. It's a three-walled sukkah. And you built this bench on the middle, back wall of your three-walled sukkah across the width of the, that, that entire back wall. It's a minimum shear of seven by seven plus. Uh, seven by seven is a square. Uh, it's a, a minimum square of seven plus uh, And then the halacha is that this whole sukkah is kosher, which is interesting because oh, only on the itztaba is the gap, is the void less than 20. On the other parts, it's not that way. Umin hatsad, what if you put it on the side? What if you put the itztaba on one of the side walls? So then we're getting into a beautiful idea called dofen akuma. Says the Gemara as follows. Im yesh misvas itztaba lekosel daladamos psula. Take a look at the, at the second picture. Itztaba min hatsad. We have a block that is put up against one of the walls. If from the innermost part of the block to the opposite wall, you have more than Dalit Amos. The halach is that that sukkah is psula. But, pachos me arba amos, if the gap from the inner side of the block to the opposite wall is less than Dalit Amos, that is kshera, the whole sukkah. Even though the parts that don't have an itzaba are more than 20 in void and height. Why? This is a din called dofen akuma. And the way the dofen akuma works is like this. Let's say that you have a wall. Oh yeah, the sukkah part. What do you mean? The whole sukkah is kosher. Oh, on the istaba, right? But the dofen akuma, the wall counts as a wall, right? Correct. You can't. You're right. You can't sit there. The wall counts. 
You can't sit under the dofen akum. Where the other right. Right. Correct. So what dofen akuma does is it say it creates the wall for us. Correct. Why? Why? Why would it be different than this? Should be dofen akuma. So your first three walls. What? Why was the space in front in the first case? Why is the space in front? So what? There's still a twenty amma void in the part that's not the istiba. There's that. You don't have to do dofen akuma. That's that's the chiddush that you have the three walls. The rest is the sukkah. What halachic what halachic mechanism are we using to allow someone to sit in a space that's greater than twenty amos? What halachic mechanism is that? Beautiful. It starts out from the three walls, so it's halachically could continue. In the second example, where you put the schach, it's only covering where you put the booster it's, up, it's only two it's walls a, it's so then you have to use dofen akuma that's the difference your barrier is only touching two walls so all right, to be researched. We don't have time to do it now. Uh, thank you for raising that. All right, I didn't catch the uh, contradiction. The we're using to kosher the area outside the Yitzhaba is Sal Hayotzibir Asuka. Is that what Rashi said? Rashi implies that you're going to be your test. That Moshe, you can keep going. Keep what does Moshe mean? So you can extend your stock for forever as long huh? as you got a Moshe. Oh. Okay. I have to spend more time on the Rashi. Okay. Salyotim in Asuka and Moshe. Okay. Great. Okay. So says the Gemara in the second case where the Itztaba is there, you just taught us the din of Dofen Akuma that yes, you have a Sukkah on top of the Itztaba. And the, the, the wall on the opposite side has this function of Dofen Akuma. So says the Gemara, my Kamashmulan, what are you teaching me this Chiddush of Dofen Akuma? I learned it already. Dofen Akuma? You're teaching me Dofen Akuma? I already had that somewhere else. Tanina, by Shinifchas. Let's say you have a house that had a, that had a hole in the top of it. V'sikich al Gabov. And then in that hole, you put Schach there. Oh, same distinction. That if the gap between the wall and the schach is for Amos, that's problematic. So we already have a Marimokam that teaches us Dofen Akuma. So why do I need another Mishnah to teach me about Dofen Akuma? This one about the Itztaba on one of the side walls. So answers the Gemara, three-fourths of the way down, ten lines from the bottom. You might have said, Okay, one case makes sense. The case of the where there's a hole in the ceiling. And okay, that was already existing as a wall because it's Chazil Adofen. That makes perfect sense. But our case is difficult because... Our walls 20 amos. Maybe we would have thought that with a wall that's 20 amos, there is no dofen akum. It only applies with a, a wall that's a wall and looks like a wall, but halachically it's too tall. So says the Gemara, in our case where the walls are 20, the dofen akuma works even when you are talking about a very, very tall wall. Next case, 10 lines from the bottom. You build a pillar, uh, you build a block in the very middle of your sukkah. So it's not on the side, not on the back wall, it is in the middle. Let's say equidistant from all of the walls. If there is from the block in the middle of your sukkah, 
four amos plus to all the walls. The halacha is that the sukkah is puzzle. But pachos me'arba amos k'shera. But if it's less than four amos from the block in the middle of your sukkah to each of the three walls or the four walls, whatever it is, then the halacha is that it's k'shera. Says the Gemara. My damina dofan akuma. It's the same exact thing we learned in the previous mission. You're teaching me the same exact thing again. So why do I need dofan akuma? It's the same thing. Both prices are teaching the same thing. So then says the Gemara bam chiddush about how dofan not how dofan akuma works, about but its scope. That yes, we believe in Dauphin Akuma, but only when it applies to one wall. You might have thought that it doesn't apply to all. That's not correct. So you could have a sukkah that is structured like this. Let's say that you have um, your walls and they're bent in up to three amos on all four sides. And in the middle, you have schach and you can sit right under the middle. It's a totally kosher sukkah. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And people have overhangs on their house where this applies all the time. If you have a cantilever on the back of your house, your sukkah starts to, okay, oh, these are Shilas and postgame. And I know the rabbis have gone over to people's houses to look at their sukkahs to, to create these scenarios, these kulas. Or you have to move your sukkah because the dofan akuma is too much. It's six feet of hanging over. I don't know if you can cantilever that far out. Construction guys in the room. I don't know. It sounds like a lot. But the point is that it, you have to make sure that it's safe and you have to make sure that it's actually kosher. But the chiddush of the Gemara here is that you can use dofan akuma on all four sides. Let's talk about a different case. Haisa, uh, it's all related, of course. Three lines from the bottom, dollar and Haisa Haisa mi yud tfachim. Let's say it's a very, very, very small sukkah. It's less than 10, but you want to make it 10. So what you do is you go into the sukkah. I mean, with a very little shovel, you're talking very small. It's only three feet tall, the whole thing. So it's, uh, what do you do? And what you do is you dig, you remove dirt to increase the void inside the less than 10 to make it 10. Great. Says the Gemara as follows. If there are three plus tefach from the, where you dug up to the walls on the outside, that sukkah is not kosher. We already are already familiar with the gimel tefachim. Rashi will tell us exactly what we're talking about. But pachos mishlosha, you have your less than 10 uh, tefach sukkah. You dig in the middle of the sukkah, you dig, a, you dig a square, right? You're digging so that now from the schach all the way to the bottom is 11 tefachim. And your square that you dug out, that little hole that you dug, each side is within three tvachim of the walls. Halachalamaisa, that is a kosher sukkah. Pachos mishlosha tvachim k'sher rashi tap rashi di bermaskel pachos mishlosha kilavud alachalamosh misina. We've learned about lavud before, and lavud is basically a special din that not everywhere, but in many cases where where two things are within three tvachim of one another, we treat them as one. And therefore, if your walls are like this, they come down. And then there's dirt, less than three tvachim. And then you get to your hole in the ground because there's less than three tvachim. It's as if the wall is perfectly straight, even though really it goes down, let's say, eight tvachim, cuts in two tvachim, less than three, and then goes down another four tvachim. That is a kosher sukkah, seemingly a perfectly kosher sukkah, relying on the dinim of Lavud. So let's talk about alam the idea. The Gemara wants to know, why is it that in one case, by Dauphin Akuma, we're looking about at four amos, but now we're using Lavud? Why are you changing tools here? Says the Gemara, top line, In one case, all the previous, the whole previous blot, the whole previous blot that we've been learning is all about Dalad Amos. Oh, Dofen Akuma, Dalad Amos, Dalad Amos. All of a sudden over here, you switch over. Why? Great, love is your question. When do we apply Lavud and when do we not apply Lavud? What's with the Arba Amos as it relates to Lavud? Says the Gemara, third line down. Hasam. In all of the previous cases where you already have a wall, and that's not our problem, so then then having less than four is sufficient to make it kosher. But here, you had to build the rest of the wall by digging. 
because it wasn't tall enough. It was only eight tall. You had to dig more wall. So Hacha says the Gemara, Dilishavya Dofen, Ladofen, in order to make that wall a halachic wall of at least 10 Tvachim. So then Pachos Mishlosha Tvachim in Ilolo. Then we rely on Lava because you're creating a new wall. In the previous cases, we had a wall. Here we didn't have a wall. So you have to be much closer to the wall because you're creating a new wall. In, right, so that's what he's saying, is that when you don't have the wall that you need, then we need to use the tool of Lavud. But when you already have the wall, then Dofen Akuma has nothing to do with Lavud anymore. Now we're talking about a different din, which is a, a Dalit almost din. Yet again, You have a sukkah, it's very tall. In the middle of the space of your sukkah, equidistant from all the walls, you build an amud, you build a little bit of a pillar. And that pillar is at least seven by seven. We should have said that maybe that extends up to the top and it's kosher. So he says that when it comes to good asik mechitzta, which is that we extend walls theoretically all the way up, that only applies when they when they have mechitzos um, hanikaros, and this pillar in the middle is not mechitzos hanikaros. It's just a, it's just you made something in the middle, but it's not mechitzos hanikaros. It's not like an extension from another wall. And now we're going to learn applications of this from here until the bottom of the page of the two dot six lines from the bottom. We are about 10 lines down, quarter of the way down to Rabba, and the rabbi saw us in Abraisa. Not Arba Kundisin, you put four poles in the ground, the Sike Chal Gabon, and then you put Schach on top of them. What's the din? Machlokes Tanoim. Rabbi Yaakov, Machshir, Vachacham, and Posen. That's all we have. It's like looking at a chuppah, right? Four poles, Schach. So Machlokes. Rabbi Yaakov says, good to go. Chachamim say no. Now, here's the Machlokes. There's, a, a, there's two different ways to understand where this machlokes, Rabbi Yaakov and the Chachamim, takes place. What we're talking about is where the poles were put at the four corners of a building. So let's say you have a building that's 10 amos by 10 amos. You put a pole at each corner, okay? You put schach on top. So according to Rav Huna, the Machlokes is there. Rav Yaakov Savar, I mean, a good, good Asik Mechitza. We allow the walls to continue from the building, because remember, you had a building. You put four poles in each corner, and because there are already walls, good Asik Mechitza. Then great, that's great. Now your sukkah is perfectly kosher. But Rav and Savar, I mean, good Asik Mechitza, they would say still no, that that is not the case here. So he says the Machlokes is only where it's on the edge, where the four poles are at the corners of the building upon which it's resting, aval. The assumption from Rav would then be, if you would have put the four poles centered on the roof of your, the flat roof of your, of your building, then uh, So that's approach number one, that the machlokes is only when the poles are at the corners of the building so that the walls can go straight up. The Rav Nachman Amar Gag Machlokes. Rav Nachman says, no, the Machlokes of Yaakov and the Chachamim about the four poles is not when the four poles are at the corners of the building. They're in the middle of your roof. They're 40 feet away from the edge of your, of your walls. You're, it's totally in the middle. That's where the machlokes is. So says the Gemara. Well, if that's true, of Nachman they asked a question in the base Medrash. If you're saying that Rav Yaakov and the Chachamim are arguing in the case of the four condition with the with the schach on top is only in the middle, would we then say about Would we say that seemingly the more obvious case, if you're saying the machlokes is here in the middle of the roof, then wouldn't it then be? Obvious that if the four poles were at the four corners of the building, we would have said Gurasik Machitza and everyone would agree. Oh, Dilmar, perhaps, Bain Bezu, Uvein Bezu Machlokas, that the Machlokas is the same in both places. Then maybe we would say the Machlokas is both when the when the uh, four poles and the Schach are centered in the roof or when the four poles are at the four corners of the building. How can you look at this in the center of the roof? How, how can, can what? How could you have a wall that's in the center of the roof? If it's Tikra, you're ready to Pitikra Yorvisosim is a halacha that if you have a roof 
and you have four poles, we, we imagine that the walls drop to the floor. Fine. So I understand that for the case where the poles are on the outside of the roof. No. Okay. Why? If the poles are on the inside of the roof. It's not, it, it's not good mechitza. When the four poles are on the outside, on the corners of a building, we're imagining that the walls of the building continue to extend. That's a different mechanism in halacha called gudasig mechitzta. Pitikriyor v'sosim is different. And I asked this Shiloh once when I was up in Kamel Shabbat because they have this base medrash called Beit Yaakov Levi. It's in memory of Rabbi Matanki son, Yaakov Zal. And, the, and it's, it's this. It's a building that's standing on huge cedar support beams and pitikriyor v'sosim. So for the, let's say the Eruv was down. Can you carry in that room? The answer is yes, it's pitikriyor v'sosim. It has nothing to do with what's underneath it. In, in a vacuum, it's in the middle of a desert. You have four poles and you have a, a covering. Mutter. Totally different mechanism. It's not good asking mechisa. It's pitikriyod v'sosim. So that might be what's going on here in the Gemara. That was the question. And the answer is teku, halfway down. We don't know. We don't know how Rav Nachman would explain his machlokas. Do we say that Rav Yaakov and the Chachamim are only arguing when the four poles and schach are in the midst of the roof with no walls to, to boot in regards to good asking mechisa? Or is it also a machlokas when it's the four corners of the building? We don't know. We don't know. Teku. Says the Gemara, Mesve, hold on one second. Noat dalar kundisin ba'aretz. We're now in the middle of nowhere. The Bryce says, you take four poles, stick them in the ground, v'sikech al gabon. Machlokas, Rabbi Yaakov, machshir v'chacham poslin. Says the Gemara, v'ha'aretz, in the middle of nowhere, you're in the desert. D'ke'emtza hagag dami. Isn't that the same thing as being in the center of a roof, as being in the middle of a desert? You have no walls to employ gudasik mechitzta. You're in the middle of nowhere. Four poles, schach. So there's still a machlokas there. To you to Ravuna. That's a big, uh, that's, that doesn't work for Ravuna because what did Ravuna say? Their only machlokas is where, he said above, their only machlokas is where the poles are at the corners of the building. And he said that everyone agrees that in the middle of the roof, it's psula. What would Ravuna do with this price in the middle of a desert? Every, that's a machlokas here too. So therefore Ravuna has to be wrong. Says the Gemara, he might be doubly messed up because the Ode says the Gemara, Be'emtza hu depligi, they're arguing seemingly in the middle. This is a diuk, of course. It's, it's lav dafka because above the Gemara said about this point that it was a teku. But here in this context, it seems to be that if in fact the machlokas is in the middle, so then it seems to be that al svas everyone should say it's kshera. Maybe it's a double knock. No, it's the same machlokas. Now, what's with this whole Rabbi Yaakov in the middle of the roof thing? If that's true, if it's the same machlokas, why did you have to talk about both cases? So says the Gemara, we had to talk about the case in the middle of the roof because it's a huge chiddish. Even in the middle of a roof, no gurasik mechista, still Rabbi Yaakov would hold that that is a kosher sukkah. Last sukkah for the night, Tanur Rabban and the rabbis have taught us, not arba kundisin ba'aretz v'sikech al gabon. Same case, four poles on the ground, and you put schach on top. Rav Yaakov Omer, this Bryce writes as, as follows. Rav Yaakov says, Rowan, kol she'ilu yechakiku v'yachlaku. If you take the poles, let's say you have cylindrical shape, shaped poles that are holding up each of the four poles that are holding them up, each of them are cylinders of wood. So if you would carve them out and, and split them up, lekan. So again, you have a cylinder, right? You have a cylinder of wood and you want to cut it in such a way where there's a right angle of one tefach in each direction, okay? So if you do that, that should be reminiscent of, of Pase Biros. We learned about this in Erevin. Now, what do you have? You have four corners, each of them are cylinders, and in theory, they could be carved out so that 
you can create an L shape, a right angle that's one tefach by one tefach. And then in theory, all of all four of them have the same exact thing. Says Rav Yaakov, he says that if you did that, then they have the same din as Pasevi Rose. Remember, we learned about Pasevi Rose and Erevin, that in the times of the Regal, when there were so many people coming up, human beings and animals, and they had to feed their animals. But the water that's inside the boar, that's Rishus HaYochid. Outside the boar is Rishus HaRabim. You're not allowed to, you can't stand outside and drink. So the Chachamim said, we have a great idea. We're going to put a Pasebi Rose. The Pasebi Rose are right-angled devices. I've got one here, another one over there. And then we make a perfect square with these right-angled one tefach and one tefach in each direction. So that's great. Then when you go inside of there, then it's Rishus HaYochid drinking from Rishus HaYochid. No problem at all. That works out perfectly. And that's the same thing that we said there. And ve'im lav, and if not, if they are not thick enough, if the diameter of this uh, pillar, of the cylinder, is not thick enough to be able to carve out one tefach by one tefach, so then that's a problem. Then what would he say? It needs to be a minimum, um, a minimum girth. It needs to be a minimum diameter, if you do the math, to put a square in inside of a circle so then uh in in math that that diameter is x times the square root of two and if you need it to be one so then it means that the whole uh the tefach has to be the diameter of 1.414 which is a lot it's it's huge that's a five inch thick post that's pretty thick it's more than that actually it's five and a half so that's what he says is the case sorry no dice. You cannot have a sukkah that's made out of diyumad. You cannot have a sukkah that's made out of these right angles, one tefach, one tefach over here. The next corner, one tefach, one. You can't do that. Why? And this is how we pass in Allah Maisa. Because no sukkah is kosher unless you have two proper walls and the third wall being a minimum of a tefach. There's a beautiful vort by the, uh, by the Arizal about this that after Rosh Hashanah, after Yom Kippur, they're very difficult times. So the Arizal, I think it's the Arizal, he writes this idea that you need um, one, full, uh, one full wall, another full wall, and a little tefach. He says, a Kodesh Baruch who's giving you a chibuk on sukkis. It's a hug after a hard time. I know this was a tough couple of weeks with Elul and Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. I know sukkis is two full walls with a tefach on the last wall. So that's how he frames out the beauty of sukkis. We'll stop right here and pick up from the two dots tomorrow night with Dapay, wishing you all a beautiful night.